Good morning, everyone. Thanks for coming to listen. I hope your days are starting off lovely and continue to go forward. So uh, what I want to talk about today is something that a lot of parents, including myself, are really guilty of, and that's our parent egos. We all, thanks to social media, love to brag about our children and really highlight the positive things in their lives. We all think that our children are special, which is true. And, you know, each one of us thinks that our children are more advanced or whatever. And I'm guilty of that. I'm not trying to call anyone out on it. But I want to shed some light and a reality check from my own life. Um, I was was and am very blessed by my oldest child who has never struggled academically. He has been a star athlete, just kind of, I don't want to say what everyone envisions when they have a child because that's kind of stuck up and snobby to say, but it's just always been very easy being a parent to him and parenting him. He doesn't really talk back. He kind of doesn't listen, but he's in that preteen stage. So academically, always been a straight A student, or if he hasn't, he's managed to like pull off or cheat the system in a sense where he's figured out, oh, if I get at least like a a low grade on this and a high grade on this, it averages out and I'm fine. But that being said, um, I feel like he kind of set me up for failure, <laughs> which is not the best thing to say. But it's honest and it's pure because my daughter, my middle one, is the complete polar opposite. She is extremely shy. She is very introverted. Um, I don't want to say she's not as smart, but um, my son, I know it sounds like I'm comparing them, but I'm just kind of giving like a reference for my own personal life of what I'm used to. And what I have now. My son, I have never done homework with him. I've never had to sit at the table and drill him or help him with anything. Ever. Not from kindergarten. He's going to fifth grade. Never had to help him. My daughter, on the other hand, last year um, started kindergarten. And the original plan with her school was for her to do two half-day years. So she would go to kindergarten one for half a day for a whole year, kindergarten two for half a day for the second year, and then go into first grade. Well, um, right before school started, her school changed to all-day kindergarten, and I knew that was going to be a lot for her, but I had already got her ready for school, and um, school starts early here. So she actually went to kindergarten at four and didn't turn five till a couple weeks later. So I put her in kindergarten and I had a bunch of talks with her teacher before because I was very anxious about it because my daughter's very, very shy. She doesn't talk. She won't raise her hand and ask for help. And I just wanted her teacher to be hyper aware that this child was coming into her class. So she starts school last year, and I am under the impression that everything is going fine. 
I don't get any emails or any really concerning things. My daughter seems to halfway enjoy it. You know, I sit at the table and do her homework with her. She doesn't like it, but, you know, not very many children do. And I just really didn't think very much of it. And um, there was just like a lot of adjustments in our life at that time as well. Um, I had, you know, a single mom of three kids trying to balance my job and taking my oldest to his karate and jiu-jitsu, which is four to six times a week and doing homework. And then I have a toddler. And so there was just a lot going on. And it's one of those things where I can sit here and point fingers and try and blame her teacher and the principal and the school and her dad and everyone else and myself included. But it was really like a collective thing. Like we all just kind of missed it. And so I got her first progress report, you know, and she's underperforming and unsatisfactory. And I was just kind of blown away, you know, like it's kindergarten. How can you be failing kindergarten? And um, that's when it was kind of brought to my attention that the expectations of her going in had changed with the new school um, going from half days to full days. So they're actually teaching further ahead than originally planned. And she was unprepared. You know, they expected her to be writing her first and last name, know her numbers, one to a hundred, know all of her um, alphabet, uppercase and lowercase. And I was under the impression that that was something they were going to teach her. And I had, you know, worked with her over the summer, but not on that scale. So I really had to um, kind of dig in with her and try and get her where she needed to be. Um, and that was really challenging considering she was already so far behind and the school just kept adding more stuff every week, you know, and grade period two, I guess is, you know, the, um, they have G1, G2, G3, G4, and G2 is when they added spelling. And all of a sudden she has to know how to add, add, spell, read, phonograms, phonograms, however you say it. Um, and it was just a lot. And I remember doing her homework with her and being like, how are you supposed to do this when you can't even read the question? Which I guess is why parents have to help. But, you know, it's like, have your child read this. And I'm like, she, she can't read. <laughs> like, she's in kindergarten. What is this? And so I really, really worked with her. We got her on an academic plan. We put her in tutoring. And her teacher, who is super sweet, just kept telling me, you know, I had no idea, like, she doesn't raise her hand, and I'm like, yeah, she's not going to ask for help, like, it's something you kind of have to be aware of, because she is so shy, um, and she whispers a lot, like, she would raise her hand and be like, and then her teacher can't hear her, because she's whispering, and then my daughter gets upset, because she can't hear her, and then says, never mind, and, you know, it's just been a lot to take in, and it was her teacher's first year teaching, So she had a lot of anxiety, and I know um, some of her higher-ups were kind of coming down on her um, because I was making a fuss about it, but I was never targeting her teacher, and I would tell her every time, like, this is not about you. Like, I love you. My daughter 
talks about you all the time, even though she doesn't talk to you. So, you know, please don't think this is anything about you. I'm just trying to help my daughter, you know, and hopefully this will help you as like a teacher and get you some guidance when it comes to children like this. And so last year, right before um, Christmas break, I had a meeting with the academic advisor, the assistant principal, and my daughter's teacher to kind of get her on a learning track and to really like pinpoint what the issues were, where she's struggling, if it is academically or socially, you know, just really monitor her. And um, some of the things they did was, you know, she had 10 spelling words. She's still responsible for all 10, but they would really focus on three and make sure she absorbed those three. Same with her math. Um, They would, you know, five plus one up to five plus five. And then five plus six to five plus ten would be like bonuses for her just to see what she was um, absorbing. And I really got to see her grades go up. They gradually went up. I can't be like, oh, we perfected it and she did amazing but her grades did go up and her teacher would send me her um tests and just be really excited like oh my gosh she got an 87 you know or you know she got a 73 which is still passing and we would get really excited about it but she still was struggling in certain aspects and we just continue to work on that through the year and by the end of the year last year They have this um, testing, like the standardized testing they do, and they test you at the beginning of the year, and then fall break, I think, or maybe it's only two times a year, like the beginning of the year and the end of the year, something like that. Well, at the end of the year, they tested her, and she tested exactly where she was supposed to be for her grade at the end of the year, and so... We're all super excited, like, oh my gosh, she passed, even though her grades in actual school weren't where they were supposed to be. So that led me to have another meeting with, now it was the assistant principal, the principal, the academic advisor, and her teacher on what I wanted to do with her going forward. And her principal is really amazing. He's very open and honest. He doesn't really sugarcoat things. And so we kind of drew literally on a whiteboard, like the pros and cons of her repeating kindergarten or just going on to first grade. And at that time, you know, a lot of parents would be like, yeah, go to first grade. You know, it's kind of embarrassing in your parental ego to have your child repeat. Like I know people whose children have repeated And they're taking that to the grave. Like, they're not letting anyone know that their child failed or struggled or had to go to summer school. But I'm not like that. And I want other people to know that it is okay. Like, your child may have a learning disability. They may have a social issue. You know, they may not be ready. They may be a little bit behind. They may just not like school. There is so many reasons And I don't think, unless you're a super neglectful parent and, like, you just are completely hands-off, that it should harm your ego too much. But at the same time, I know, for me, it really did, like, kind of hurt my, my soul. Like, why is my child having such a hard time? Like, I thought I was a good mom. Like, this doesn't happen to good moms. But 
you know, it's my child. Like she was struggling in so many aspects. And at the end of the day, I do kind of fault myself because I knew she would struggle, but I just didn't realize how much she would struggle. So I sat, you know, with the academic advisor, both principals and our teacher, and we collectively decided that it would be more beneficial for her to repeat kindergarten than to go into first grade due to her struggling academically and socially. Like I've said a couple times, my daughter is extremely shy and introverted. She doesn't really talk to people and unless they talk to her and even then she doesn't really say anything. She'll just kind of stare at you. She's just that way. She's that way with people she's known her whole life. You know, she has um, friends, moms who I've taken her like play dates and she won't talk to them. <laughs> she talked to her little friend and one of the moms pointed it out um, towards the end of the school year. This mom had volunteered every Friday to be in the like a classroom helper. And so she saw my daughter every Friday and she would say hi to her. She wouldn't really acknowledge her. She would have lunch with her daughter and my daughter and a couple of their friends my daughter still wouldn't really say much. And so one day I picked her up from school. It was in May, so the end of the school year. We're walking to the car and her friend's mom says, oh, hi, Penelope, or bye. And my daughter's like, bye, have a great day. And just like waves to her. And she was so taken aback because she wasn't expecting that. And she told me, she was like, I see her all the time and she never acknowledges me or says anything that's the first time she's talked to me and I was like yeah she's extremely shy she won't talk to people she doesn't engage um she does better with like her little friends than anybody else but other than that she's just still very reserved and so because of her being that way um we all kind of decided and kind of knew that going into first grade with another full classroom of kids she might not know, a new teacher, a new teacher aide would probably not be the most beneficial for her right now, especially because, you know, she's just on the, she's there where she needs to be academically, but socially and everything, she's still very introverted and we just did not think that putting her in a new class next year would benefit her. And we all kind of thought it would just undo all the work we've put into her. And everyone was working with her. Her principal would take time from his day to go sit in class and just monitor her because he also has um, a background in special education. So I had him really look at her like, does she have a learning disability, you know, is she autistic? Is she, you know, um, does she have ADHD, ADD? You know, what is there a medical issue I need to be aware of? Or is it just her not just just not being there, you know, not being ready? And so that really meant a lot to me for him to do that and for everyone to really focus on her and work with her. So we decided Not only would she repeat kindergarten, but we're going to keep her with her same teacher since they really bonded. 
and her teacher um, and her became very close and I was able to ask her teacher a lot of questions and um, after the meeting that we had, after making these decisions, I came home and told my daughter that she would be with her same teacher next year and she got really excited but I also made sure to tell her like this is hopefully a one-time thing um but it allowed us to set up like a summer program as well like to keep my daughter on track and make sure that you know when she goes in that she's prepared I mean she already did a whole year but summer you kind of lose lose some of that and her teacher you know is prepared for her like the school is ready for her this time to really get her what she needs and keep her where she needs to be and um a lot of my friends when I had originally told them that I was keeping her back they're like why like she passed you should just make her go you should force her to do this force her to do that and I'm not big on forcing my children to do things unless it's like essential like you need to brush your teeth you need to eat but when I have like an option to make their life less stressful I don't want to say easier I just want to say less stressful like school is already hard enough especially with how crazy kids are and all the bullying and how hard people push their children how hard the schools push the children um, I just don't want her to get a bad taste in her mouth her first year in school. Like, that is just not something I wanted to do. And then I had other parents who, once I had um, originally posted about it, reach out to me in private and tell me, like, oh, yeah, like, my kid repeated this grade or my kid repeated that grade or this is what happened or my kid's on, um, like, a learning plan as well. And it was amazing how many people that, actually came forward it made me more kind of like comforted like I'm not the only one I'm not failing as a parent like this is just something that happens and um I've had like a lot of time to process it obviously the school year ended summer happened school is going back which is what prompted this we had um back to school night yesterday because my kids go back to school on Monday and I got to meet their new, I'm doing air quotes, but you guys can't see it, their new teachers since my daughter's going to be with the same teacher. And her and I got to chat a little bit. She told me, you know, her plans for my daughter and where she's going to sit and, you know, how she's really going to kind of pump her up this year because her confidence just isn't there. And that's another thing. And then I got to meet my son's teacher, you know, and I never know what to say to his teachers because they always ask, like, is there something I should be aware of or, you know, any academic problems? And I'm like, no, like, you're going to see my child is a a big old nerd. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to get on here and talk about this because school is starting. And I know there's parents out there that can relate and have probably been really down on themselves especially the ones who like went to summer school and even after putting all that work in their child's just not there and it's very like disheartening and it's hard not to compare your children to each other to their friends you know and we as parents compare ourselves to each other even though we all say we don't we all try not to 
it just happens. And especially with social media, you know, you can see everyone's lives all the time, which is why I really try to like not follow anyone that makes me feel inferior (laughs) because it's just not good for your mental state at all. So yeah, I just wanted to really speak on this as it's something I haven't really talked about. And like I said, with it being the new school year, I just wanted to kind of give other parents more confidence in like their decisions. I'm not saying they need it or want it, but I know it's always good to hear that you're doing good and like you're doing your best. And not everyone's child is parented the same or can be parented the same. And we all have to remember that and just know that we are doing the best for our child and we know our child better than anyone else. And it doesn't matter what anyone says. Like at the end of the day, that's your child. And if you go to bed at night and you feel good about your choices, then you're doing good. And I mean, sometimes we go to bed, we don't feel the best about our choices, but we hope that we are guiding them down the right path. And um, yeah, it's just, it's a lot to take in. Being a parent is wild. Like, I mean, I'm still, I still consider myself a young parent. I'm only 32. I have a 10-year-old, a 5-year-old, and a 3-year-old, but I'm still learning all the time. Each one of my kids is so different. (laughs) I have a very chill, older child, extremely smart. I have a middle child who will probably always need a tutor and help and who is very introverted and quiet. And then I have my little one who is balls to the walls crazy all the time and she's very clean. She screams a lot. So (laughs) I've had to parent each one of them differently. And I like to be as transparent as I can be or as I feel like I'm being. Like I feel like this is a very open dialogue um, when it comes to that because I feel like we all see these little tiles on social media, people's perfect lives and makes us feel like we're not doing as much or enough and that's just the thing like everyone just kind of glosses over so I feel like it's really nice like I like to hear podcasts like this when I'm like feeling down like okay happens to like even the best parents the people with the best pictures and everything you know like they have bad days as well but it's time for me to get back to my children make sure they're not burning down my house or hurting each other they're pretty quiet, which is usually not always a good thing, but I hope everyone has a good rest of their day. Um, like I said on my last one, I'm going to try and keep up with this. I have a list of topics, but if there's anything you want me to touch on, just send me a little message. Let me know. Have a great day. Bye.